When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't miss out on your chance to listen to four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss on the only podcast solely devoted to everyone's favorite position in football, the quarterback. Listen for free now by subscribing wherever you get podcasts or by going to CelebrityQB.com. Welcome, welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Callender. So I have a special episode lined up here as I will be live drafting during the podcast for my Fantasy Hockey League. Now, I know most of you will not care about this at all, but I'm just curious that for those of you willing to listen to this as it goes along, to hear just some of the insights as they're going along for the hockey season. I figure it'd be a good idea. So I'm drafting out of the 12 spot, so I'm not going to get any of the top forwards that you would see like Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, uh, Ovi, definitely not getting him. Uh, so this is going to be where it kind of comes down to Austin Matthews, Patrick Kane. None of those guys are probably following me. Uh, I'm basically going to be drafting goalie here. We'll probably go with Carey Price or Braden Holtby. Uh, just to build out the back end of the roster because for fantasy hockey, you're looking for a balance of your offensive players as well as your goaltenders because uh, it's uh, basically this, uh, the setup is similar to baseball where you got your hitting and your pitching. So for hockey, uh, it comes down to your goals, assists, uh, your power play points, shots on a goal. And then on the other side of uh, the bracket, uh, you got uh, – all the goalie characteristics, so goals allowed, uh, goals against average, saves, uh, save percentage, shutouts, so all that good stuff. So basically what we've got going on here is uh, uh, first three picks, uh, McDavid, Crosby, Kane, no surprises here. Uh, but uh, for the most part, it, it's uh, got to be along the lines of uh, what I'm ex- uh, expecting. So uh Thought process going into a draft such as this, uh, basically uh, for fantasy hockey purposes, the overall uh, dynamic that you're going to be looking for is essentially you're going to try to balance out your roster because 
Uh, one of the things that comes up with uh, hockey is just the fact that the center position tends to be pretty deep. Uh, unless you're the Rangers, and of course you don't have a number one center, but that's a whole nother story. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> in, in terms of uh, offense, uh, I mean, you're going to be looking at teams that even aren't good teams. So uh, uh, you, you'll you'll look at the uh, you look at the, the Winnipeg's of, of the world, uh, and the, even uh, some of the Boston teams, even though even if they're uh, they're going to be flawed. Uh, you would take them just because you're going to get uh, offense from your wing positions, uh, which is something that's actually going to be in short supply uh, for most of the year. Because, uh, I mean, with uh, some of the growth in the uh, center position in the last few years with uh, uh, McDavid and Austin Matthews, uh, you're getting uh, uh, some younger centers coming up, uh, uh, Mitch Marner, uh, Panarin got traded over to the Blue Jackets, so uh, you're you're gonna see a bit of a, a spread of risk. So, all right, so we've had the seventh pick. So Carey Price went off the board, so uh, that's lining me up where uh, eh, may actually get a decent winger out of this. Nope, uh, there goes Malkin. Uh, see, that's why I get for speaking too soon. Uh, yeah, technically Malkin qualifies. Uh, as a winger as well from his time with uh, Ovechkin. I mean, from uh, Crosby. But uh, uh, Tarasenko's still on the board. Jimmy Ben's on the board. Sagan's on the board. Yeah, might be able to get... Might be get, maybe able to get a little greedy here. Let's see. Thrilling television uh, podcasting when uh, you're waiting for the picks to come off the board. Ben's off the board. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Terracycle just went off the board. So first pick, gonna go with Hope B. And just thinking, because Sagan qualifies as a center and a right winger, I'll probably grab Sagan for my second pick, so. 
So, but basically, a couple other players I passed up on that I'm not necessarily going to get a shot at. Uh, player, you know, I like Artemi Panarin. The only problem is Panarin is playing in Columbus. And getting traded from <laughs> the uh, Blackhawks to the Blue Jackets is about as much of a step down as possible. Because essentially what's going to happen is uh, John Tortorella, the coach of the Blue Jackets, is going to punish Panarin at some point in the season for whatever BS reason he wants to come up with, whether he wants to say lack of hustle, not enough grit, you know, sooner or later, Panarin's going to get it in Torts' doghouse because that's how Torts operates. He, he operates with, with that iron fist mentality of burying a young player. So uh, that's why I have to avoid Panarin as much as I like him. I'm, I'm going to be, uh, hoping somebody else uh, picks him up uh, uh, in the meantime. So on the back end, uh, guys, I'm going to be looking on the left wing side. Uh, you got Philip Forsberg. Uh, yeah, Mike Hoffman on uh, Ottawa, not necessarily one I would go for. I know uh, that's, he's up on some draft boards, but uh, I'll look at uh, Max Pacioretty on the Canadiens just because uh, – you're going to get good volume of shots, even if you're not going to get the goals uh, as much. And uh, Matthew could check on the Flames uh, in the next round, depending on uh, how uh, uh, some of these picks go. Uh, obviously, you're going to have uh, uh, some other guys probably go off the board sooner, like Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, but, uh, you know, in the meantime, uh, you're, you're definitely going to see a couple of these other names that uh, go off like uh, John Tavares and uh, uh, some of the other uh, names like uh, Eric Carlson, uh, Dreisaitl, Patrick Laine. Uh, yep, uh, yep, there goes Tavares, uh, Carlson, and Dreisaitl. And uh, Victor Hedman just went. Laine's probably next. Uh, yep, there goes Marchand. Who I will never pick, uh, Brad Marchand on <laughs> Bruins. I I could not root for in any circumstance. So it's probably better served that 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 little bum goes off somewhere else. Just to annoy. Oh God, him and his parrot nose. So, in other news that I did not get around to talking about, uh, Dwayne Ray, uh, Wade got bought out uh, by the Chicago Bulls. So, uh, in the midst of uh, that buyout, uh, of course, the speculation was he was go going to join up with LeBron, which he absolutely did. I mean, there was nothing surprising about that. Uh, in terms of the NBA front, uh, you know, the Cavs were already the number two team. Uh in my book, based off of uh, the moves that they made with uh, bringing Isaiah Thomas, I just think that's uh, a move that's going to be helping them come playoff time, even though uh, IT is a defensive liability. So was Kyrie. IT can still score. Kyrie was not motivated. So they, uh, the Cavs got the best haul they could. And Wade gives LeBron a bit of more protection on the defensive front. 
just to uh, cover himself uh, so he doesn't expend as much energy in the playoffs. So, you know, I like the move. Uh, Wade's not going to have the outside shooting, obviously, but D-Wade can create his own offense. And, you know, anyone who can create offense on the Cavs, it's a plus for them because, I mean, they were going in stretches where people were legitimately saying uh, that they were looking for Matthew Dellavedova to be back on that roster, which is utterly insane. But the fact that they were so weak uh, on the back end with uh, getting protection there, that's what you ended up uh, kind of going down with is the fact that it was a pretty weak squad uh, in terms of uh, death on the Cavs. Uh, in terms of that backcourt, so now that you uh, you bring uh, you bring in D Wade, you don't have to rely as much on J.R. Smith. So uh, from that standpoint, it kind of works out. Let's see on a couple of these other picks, guys. I was looking at so Stamkos goes to the third round. Not uh, not that surprising. Uh, so let's see, Backstrom, Cantalbit. Yep, uh, nothing too eye-raising going on here uh, from uh, a draft standpoint. So, I mean, basically the uh, the offensive defensemen uh, are pretty much off the board. I mean, uh, uh, the only exception being... Uh, you got Yossi and Subban uh, still there for the most part, uh, but uh, they, at least from my standpoint, uh, I'm not too gung-ho over going too crazy on my defensemen. Uh, just from the standpoint of you can still get uh, uh, some uh, good protection from uh, defensemen in later rounds. I I rather focus on get uh, getting uh, my wingers set up and uh, uh, you know bolst bolstering the front line. So while I am still waiting, eight more picks to go. Jeez. It's taking a little while longer than I thought there with some of these picks. Uh, the surprise so far has been uh, the Redskins moving the ball on the Chiefs at will. <laughs> but, uh, you know... I, I still say that uh, you know uh, this is a this is, this is still probably going to be end up being a trap game for the Chiefs just because everyone's hyping them up because they're the last undefeated team remaining, uh, so they're they're gonna need to get a little bit of time to settle in. But uh, uh, that's actually a really good start for the Redskins because the the one thing that I see with Washington is the they have an overall tendency to fall apart early if they don't get uh, any kind of good momentum going early. So uh, one one thing you always want to try to manage, uh, at least uh, from a standpoint of 
offensive efficiency is just to uh, get a couple of guys that actually uh, can get on the same page. The one thing that I don't see from the Redskins uh, so far is the establishment of a number one wide receiver that gets them out of trouble. Uh, technically, their number one wide receiver is Jordan Reed, who still looks like he is laboring with the toe injury. So, uh, yeah, that's not necessarily uh, the biggest highlight. Oh, and there goes Pacioretty, along with Panarin and Pavelski. So, eh, it's, rosters are filling up uh, pretty much in line. So, still got a, a shout out a couple of uh, the guys I was looking at uh, to begin with. So... And Gaudreau just goes, so... So, going with Forsberg and Blake Wheeler. All right, so now that I got that out of the way, uh, couple other uh, items I wanted to tackle uh, for the most part that uh, did not get around to this weekend is just kind of recapping uh, the fantasy day last week compared to this week because, you know, once again, you're getting a lot of uh, deviation uh, from uh, the fantasy world. And, you know, it's, it's, it's getting a little <laughs> tiresome because it, it, it's got it's kind of hard to uh, make those uh, predictions of how each week's gonna go when you know the biggest item that uh, I've seen thus far in the league is is just how much uh, guys can vary week to week. I mean, last week we had a monster game from uh, you had Larry Fitz uh, just going off because uh, the Cowboys uh, would not. Uh, uh, cover Arizona's wide receivers. I, I mean, they had all day to, uh, to move around. Uh, I mean, so I'm still surprised that Jared Goff uh, put up the numbers he did. But, you know, it, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, a bit, it's a bit surprising. I, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, with the amount of uh, things going on with the NFL, uh, 
you know, you're getting a lot of uh, uh, variants week to week. So basically last week, uh, you know, you had Tom Brady at the top of the QB uh, charts as well as uh, uh, regular fantasy. This week, you got Deshaun Watson. And, I mean, anyone who picked Deshaun Watson to be the number one fantasy QB is is absolutely lying. I mean, there's no one who actually picked him. I mean, yes, you'll have guys who threw in Watson for fantasy DFS uh, lineups because it, you know, they wanted they wanted to stack a Watson and Hopkins and hope for the best by going with a cheap pairing. But you know, in terms of an actual legitimate fantasy lineup, you're not uh, you're not playing Sean Watson unless you're absolutely desperate, uh, or you have Jay Cutler. If you have Jay Cutler, you have my condolences because I also play Jay Cutler in the league. But, you know, it's another example of you don't know week to week what to expect out of the league because I'll tell you the top 10 fantasy QBs for week four and see if there are a couple of names that uh, draw a race of my eyebrows. Number one, Deshaun Watson. Uh, with over 33 points. Number two, Cam Newton, who has not been able to throw the ball properly all season long with 33 points. Number three, Andy Dalton, 20 over 28 points. Number four, Eli. Yeah, the Giants' uh, uh, pass protection was somewhat better this week. Not that, you know, they got much better. It's just the fact that they actually changed the play calling, so Eli got the ball out faster. Number five, Jameis Winston torching the Giants secondary, which blew multiple pass assignments. Number six, Russell Wilson. At least Russ had a big week last week to uh, have, uh, make uh, make some sense. Uh, number seven, Aaron Rodgers. So we're getting a little bit back towards uh, the medium with uh, 23 points. Number eight, Dak with just over 22 points. Number nine, Tom Terrific. With just over 20 points. Number 10, Philip Rivers, just under 20 points. And Philip Rivers is another interesting case because uh, there was literally a sequence where Philip Rivers, on a fourth down, had, <laughs> I want to say, a complete nervous breakdown. I, I, but it was pretty damn near close. Uh, it's a fourth down play. The Chargers are at midfield. They're they're going for it. Rivers doesn't like the the setup that they're in for the play call. He's he's begging to uh, all, uh, he's begging the sidelines to call a timeout. No one's calling a timeout. He's screaming at them to call a timeout. And then when no one calls a timeout, he literally walks off the field. And you know, <laughs> I you know I, I and he's scream and he's screaming into his headset. He's screaming it. I mean, it's it's absolutely nuts because honestly, if there was any other QB that did that, I mean, if Cam Newton did that, I mean, if Roethlisberger did, it's like Phil Rivers is one of the few guys in the league who, because he just seems to be that kind of crazy on the edge dude, that he can seem to get away with just absolute mind blowing behavior against. You basically showed up the entire coaching staff with that little outburst. But even with all that nonsense, 
you'd still take Philip Rivers in a heartbeat over what you've got with Jay Cutler. Because, I mean, whew, Jay Cutler and not giving a damn are synonymous with each other. But Jay Cutler yesterday was something truly special with how little he actually cares about his job these days. Because, if you know, for Dolphin fans, you know, this has got to be, like, soul-crushing. Because, you know, almost anyone can run that offense with Adam Gase's uh, coordinator. I, I mean, Matt Moore looked good running that offense. I mean, this is not that complicated of an offense to run if you have a modicum of patience and effort being given, which Jay Cutler does not possess at all. Because there's literally a sequence where there it's a second down and goal, it's empty back, uh, backfield, and he throws the fade route. Now, the issue with throwing a fade route with an empty backfield is the simple fact that the corner knows there's no one in the backfield. So if there's no one in the backfield, there's no one, no reason for the corner to actually look in the backfield. So he's going to be expecting a quick, uh, quick uh, fade pass or a quick out. So he's going to be anticipating it. Throwing the fade doesn't actually, oh my God. <laughs> Watch it. Uh, oh man. The Redskins just try to do a, a QB bootleg play on third down and goal and, I mean, you know, unless Cousins just missed the read and was supposed to hand the ball off to Rob Kelly, I mean, the, the running play wasn't going to go anywhere, but uh, like Cousins just, like, did a, tried to do a spin move. Oof, that looked ugly. ugly. Uh, we'll see if they kick the field goal, but, yeah, it, you know. I mean, again, going back to my point with the Dolphins' play calling, the only reason why you would actually call the fade route is uh, from the standpoint of, you know, you you, you get at least a little bit of uh, a balance uh, with uh, having a running back in the backfield, so they they uh, the corners can't cheat. But you know, outside of that, you should not be throwing a fade route uh, and just uh, being that careless with the football. It, it's just it's just a waste of a play because it, you know at the end of the day. You still have to be able to uh, uh, move uh, the chains, and you know when you're trying to get in the end zone, you're looking for a, a hitter uh, play. Either you you do it inside or uh, in, inside a run, or you're you're trying to at least post the guy up uh, to get in the end zone. But when you throw the fade, it's such a low percentage throw because the QB has to throw over the top of the defender at a high point where his receiver can jump for the ball, but it's it's such a low chance of actually getting a uh, a play in that you know it's it's just a waste. So now obviously I'm back up again. Uh, so this is the 60th pick in the draft. So I'm looking at looking at Jeff Carter on the Kings to get another center in there, and I'm thinking thinking about Saad here as my left wing.
Alrighty. Got another break coming up here. So, yeah, basically in terms of absolutely awful QB play, you got th three candidates. And, you know, obviously none of them were any good. But this is just habitual cr uh, craptitude or crappiness or whatever word you want to use. So, number three, you got Joe Flacco. So far, the Ravens have only beaten the Browns and the Bengals. Last week, <laughs> I mean, you know, last week, Joe Flacco had 28 yards of offense. 28 yards against the Jags. Which meant he lost to the Blake Bortles experience. Which is almost inexcusable. Just because of how bad Blake Bortles is. But that's how bad Flacco was last Sunday. This week, against a rivalry game with the Steelers, Flacco, again, completely inaccurate. Can't get out of his own way. And just generally after the game just said how much he sucked. And you know, for the for if you're a Ravens fan, the the biggest the issue that you know I see with this team is the fact that you know Flacco is paid as a top five QB when he's basically been a top fifteen QB his entire career, with the one stretch run in the playoffs where he actually played like a top six QB, and got lucky that the Broncos misplayed a badly thrown football that was a duck and a prayer, and, you know, they got a completion out of it. I mean, literally, that's that's Joe Flacco's legacy. A misplay by the Broncos in the secondary. Meanwhile, you got Jay Cutler, who I already got into with for the fade pass and the lack of decision, uh, lack of actual proper decision making. The issue that also comes up here is the fact that Jay Cutler, for all intents and purposes, does not care about his job. But it's not that he just doesn't care about his job. It's the fact that he actually makes it known that he doesn't care about his job. There is literally one sequence where, and it, it's, it's going to be on the highlight shows, uh, I'm sure, is the fact that they're running a wildcat play. Now, yes, is the quarterback going to get a pass catch on a wildcat play? Most likely not. But you actually have to make the semblance that you're going out for a pass route just to keep him honest. Jake Cutler, meanwhile, decides he's too good for that and just decides to keep his hands on his hips and just wait it out. <laughs> like, you'd swear that like he did not actually have to do anything. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I I couldn't believe it when I when I saw the play because he's literally just standing there with his hands on his hips, wondering, ah, can't can't wait for this play to get hiked. And it was like, you know, it's it's just a total turnoff. And you know, the 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 meme for Jay Cutler was smoking Jay Cutler because every single time that he's up, you see him in the picture. You just put a cigarette in his mouth and you just be smoking away because he doesn't give a damn. But, like, 
the hipster that he is, he, he just has that punchable face where you just can't believe he's making that much money and looks that disinterested in the work that he's doing. I mean, if the Dolphins only offered him $5 million instead of $10 million, I still think he takes the studio job of Fox because I, I just I just think the extra cash he was going to get, uh, he figured it was probably uh, best for him, even if he does get injured, that he gets the, uh, the extra couple mil. Because he's definitely not seeing that money with Fox. I can't wait to hear his tryout with Fox. Just to see how much he actually cares about uh, doing prep work for, before a game uh, uh, as a color analyst. I mean, it'd be fascinating. Because I, I'm pretty sure he'd probably be one of the worst color analysts in football. But, you know, Fox, Fox is willing to pay him that money. And last but not least in terms of bad quarterback play from the weekend... You got the Blake Bortles experience. During the game yesterday, there were no less than five batted balls by the Jets. Mind you, Blake Bortles is 6'5". 6'5". It's it's damn near impossible to get your balls batted as much as Blake Bortles does, yet he manages to get this done on a consistent basis. He's had... Since the start of the season, uh, uh, when he entered the league uh, three years ago, I had to look this number up because I, I was pretty sure the number was over 50, but it was still even worse than I thought. So coming uh, into this season, he had 56 balls batted at the line of scrimmage, which was, by comparison, 15 more than any other quarterback. This year, he's already over... 14 batted balls and we've barely gotten past four uh we've gotten four games into the season it, it it's it's really hard to get that many balls batted down when you're that tall and uh, just for the folks that had also mentioned how how inconsistent his receiving core is because the Jags receivers do drop a lot of balls there's no doubt about that but the fact is, Blake Bortles has thrown over 50 interceptions in his uh, career, including having that many batted balls, which means that technically his career interception numbers should actually be higher, except for the fact that he is so bad at throwing the football past the line of scrimmage, that's why his interception numbers are down. I mean, yesterday there was a play where Coney Ely of the Jets batted the ball up in the air and picked it off because it was that poorly thrown where he literally threw it right at Cody Ely's face. <laughs> so he didn't even have to get his hands up. He just threw his hands, uh, hands up to protect his face, but that's really all he had to do to pick the ball off. So, and, you know, the, the brilliance of this is with the Jags is that they knew he was this bad. But, you know, they were just hoping that, you know, he wouldn't suck as much. Because, honestly, his backup, Chad Henney, led the league in batted balls back in 2013, which is last uh, full year as a starter. So, you know, it's not like you're going to get that much better. But, it, you know, it, it's the dynamic that drives me nuts with uh, the NFL is just the acceptance of really crappy quarterback play. And it goes back to where I still think you need a spring training for quarterbacks. I still think Blake Bortles would suck anyway. But at least it would give some reps to guys that knowingly, you know, are going to be bad 
or just struggle uh, to maintain any level of consistency. So that's what I got uh, going on. I'll, I'll get into the Giants and uh, a couple of the other teams in a bit. Uh, I got a couple of picks uh, coming up here next uh, uh, for the fantasy draft. But, uh, you know, one of the things that, that just absolutely drives me nuts is just how bad the quarterback play has been in the NFL this season. Because the NFL should not be this bad in terms of consistency. It re- It's really not an excuse, uh, f- uh, in my opinion. Because, uh, you know, there are too many teams that have quarterbacks that could be better than what they are right now. And they're not taking the steps to make any revisions to it because, you know, they, they, they pay the money to these guys and they don't want to admit that they're wrong. But, you know, at, at a certain point, it's just, it, it, it just becomes unacceptable. It's like the, the, these guys are literally just allowing teams to uh, just stockpile these crappy quarterbacks who can't throw the football. And unless you put in some incentive uh, for teams to actually uh, rehabilitate their quarterbacks and not re- uh, throw out retreads, uh, the NFL quarterback play is not going to be improving anytime soon. All right, so it's about time I actually started looking at picking up some defensemen. So, just picked up Clefbaum uh, from the Oilers as defense and picked up Matthew Kachuk as my second left winger. Alright, so I'm going to take a little bit of a break uh, from the podcast here. So, there will be uh, another uh, section of the podcast coming up with uh, kind of recapping the rest of uh, the hockey draft and uh, where I kind of went with some of the picks. Also, I'll start recapping the rest of uh, the football week uh, that was in the NFL because, you know, I got to rant on the Giants some more. Just it'll be cathartic for me, to say the least. Uh, the Jets are somehow two and two, mainly because of the incompetence of other teams. But we're going to get we're going to get into uh, some of the nonsense that happened with the Jags yesterday, giving away that game and 
the Patriots' uh, issues are getting pretty pronounced. The fact that the Patriots uh, cannot seem to figure out how to cover anyone. So uh, we got more coming up on tap, and uh, you know we'll get into uh, the baseball as well, and we'll do another show uh, recapping, uh, doing a little bit of a preview with a little. Hopefully, we'll get a little roundtable discussion uh, tomorrow ahead of uh, the wildcard game. So, that's all for now. talked about position in all of sports the quarterback and now there's a show solely dedicated to the most sought after role on the field celebrity qb featuring four-time super bowl champion coach charlie weiss unlike other football shows you'll get the inside scoop on all things quarterbacks like is this the year tom brady finally looks his age will dating danica patrick distract aaron Rodgers? i mean he's dating danica patrick charlie we're interested in that you know well i mean tommy's got giselle i'll, I'll take giselle okay <laughs> is dak prescott good enough to win a super bowl for the cowboys which rookie quarterback has the best shot of making a positive impact in 2018 how about intellectually charlie as far as what they ask the quarterbacks to do now the game has changed but the pressure that's put on quarterbacks and it always been put on quarterbacks is tremendous join charlie weiss and co-host steve strout on an all-new podcast from lasting media exclusively about quarterbacks subscribe now at apple itunes or wherever you listen to great podcasts celebrity qb everyone's favorite position When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.